0: Hello and welcome to Ask Alumni, a show where we gain insights from alumni of the School of Medicine of Loma Linda University in order to help our future alumni as well as other future physicians. I'm Calvin Chuang and in today's episode we have a special bonus episode about self-care a very important topic in medical school as well as in residency. To help us with this topic, we're going to talk to alumna Dr. Barbara Orr, author of the resource Match Preparation, which can be found in the student section of our website, www.lusmaa.org, and special guest of our first six episodes of Ask Alumni. So, Dr. Orr, how do students and residents look after themselves?
1: You know, as you go through life, and particularly in a residency program, you're going to run into problems and issues that can be overwhelming at times. And, you know, when I approach patients, I would ask them, what is your support system? And you, as a resident, you ask yourself, what is my support system? And when I would talk to a patient, I would say, is it religion? Is it family? Is it friends? No, it may be your classmates. And you, you analyze, I need help. I need to go to somebody that will listen, will help me sort out. My daughter would call me many times, Mom, I need some help. Uh, Sometimes I'd say, do you need me to listen? Do you need me to give you ideas? I can give you two or three ideas of alternative ways of approaching this. When I would deal with patients, I would know more about them. When they were in crisis, I could say, you told me that religion was very important to you. Uh, Have you gone to your pastor? Have you tried this? And your family, your mother was a very uh, supportive person. So as a a resident, you will want to identify those people that you trust, that you know will give you some good ideas to help you deal with the emotional. And um, sometimes it's a medical problem that you, you just are stymied with. That's kind of what I would suggest... Identifying your support system.
0: Are there other support systems other than home and church, perhaps for those who don't have a good support system in the house or through religion?
1: Other things I would suggest for those who may not be particularly religious: music, art, painting. And I know after World War II, Winston Churchill turned to painting. He was a he was quite a good painter. I was back in Washington, observed his his uh, watercolors and quite talented. Some people turn to yoga. I know our chairman of our department, he found a lot of solace in meditation, and he would teach this to medical students as well. Finding peace and tranquility in nature is another great source. I found a lot of uh, stress relievers in sports, tennis and swimming and skiing and uh, and exercising of any form that it's a great uh, reliever of, of stress. The medical students and residents notoriously compromise their sleep. And I see this in my daughter. She'll get four hours sleep. I go, oh. you cannot function well. Your moods are going to be depressed. You've got to find ways of catching up. I know you're going to be on call, and you can't help that. But you know that's a limitation. You know that they're trying to they're doing better than they used to. I can remember going forty hours with one hour' sleep. We don't do that anymore. But remember, uh, that's going to make you depressed if you'd compromise your sleep.
0: That's good feedback. Now, as students go into residency, what are some other things they can do just to to mentally prepare for that time?
1: Find a mentor. Sometimes, when I had medical problems, I would what I call network. And we have a wonderful group of primary care and uh, specialists that are very willing to help you. Find a mentor that is in your field, if it's family medicine or if it's in surgery. Find somebody that you click with, you know, they, they're warm, they're comfortable with you, you're comfortable with them, you have shared outings together, you have spent time with them, and you know that they are the type of person that you can reveal certain personal things about you, but also can approach them with medical difficult cases. And I have found many, many specialists and primary care docs that I can turn to, that can answer my difficult questions, give me advice, but also give me support.
0: Wow, that's great. Now you mentioned a bit earlier about having activities outside and maintaining a good work-life balance. As a medical student and resident, we know it's hard to achieve that. Do you have any tips on how to actually manage that as best as possible?
1: As a medical student and as a resident, you know your days are numbered. You know, I would always say, okay, I only have to spend three months of surgery. I, I, know, and I, I know I can last that long. So, you know, even in the residency program, it, it may be three years, it may be four years, it may be five years, and you, you realize, I will be getting out. But when you get out, you have to decide, is this a satisfactory situation for me? And I talk to a variety of young doctors, and I can think of a young oncologist down in San Diego, and we were talking, and she said, Barbara, it is so difficult. I spend so much time in the hospital, but what makes it even more difficult is a group I work with. They do not practice the quality of medicine. They don't seem to care about patients. I mean, I'm just astounded. So a young doctor will have to decide can I tolerate this? Is this a situation that will get better? Can I solve it, or do I have to move on? And sometimes you have to move on. When I was assistant director of the emergency room here at Loma Linda, I was working uh, four days a week, 10 hours a day, and then uh, I had my daughter and I continued to work, but you had to work in the evening, sometime, and in the and longer hours. They were saying, "Okay, you got to work ten hours, twelve hours." Then they said you had to work sixteen hours, and can you imagine working sixteen hours, then facing an eighteen-month-old toddler all day? So I realized this didn't work for me. So I, I decided instead of doing emergency room now I could have gone somewhere else. But then I, I realized that it didn't quite fit me. And you may be doing a specialty, and I have had uh, people come, young, young people come to me and say, you know, I'm, into, I'm in pathology, and I realize I need people. Or they will be doing rehab medicine. I, need, I don't need people. I need to do pathology. And so they switch. You're not embedded in concrete you realize this isn't quite satisfying my emotional needs or my intellectual needs or it's overwhelming to me whatever you have whatever you have put a lot of thought into it and you make the switch but switch don't punish yourself by being in a situation that is intolerable or it doesn't meet the needs of how you care for patients. And, you know, it's a group. When you're in a group, you have to have a mentality that is similar to your care and passion toward medicine. Now, I stayed here at Loma Linda for nearly 40 years. I stayed because of the quality of people, the philosophy, the approach, the ideals that they had here. And I didn't leave because it was fulfilling in a multitude of different ways. So you network, you uh, find people that have the same approach to patients that you do, and it is solvable.
0: Now, I know there are a lot of times students and residents feel like their back is up against the wall, that they have no options, no way out, that they're feeling helpless. What do you tell someone who feels like that?
1: Well, sometimes you just have to take time out. It's not worth getting so depressed, so overwhelmed that you take your life. And and I can remember a physician in radiology, and a long-time physician, and he got a divorce. He was overwhelmed in debt for some reason, and he took an overdose. And I said, but he didn't kill himself. And I said, oh, I'm so glad he didn't kill himself. And do you know, he found another love. He found a better job. He, now he's in his 80s and so it is solvable find the help don't get so depressed that you're in a black box and you don't see your way out and this is what students and residents need to see there's always an answer there are people that will help there's time to even switching professions if you need to don't take your life over it it's not worth it and so I, I, I appeal to those who are so uh, overwhelmed and, and overworked and, and hopeless, there is hope. And look looked and solve that with people that are sympathetic, that have the compassion and the answers to all the many questions that you might have in your life. To lose a young person who has spent years and ton of money on their education and in the residency, they realize they can no longer do this. And then it's easier to take their life. It's it's so sad. And I just hope that those who, if there's anybody out there that is contemplating that, find help. Find somebody that understands you and wraps them in your arm emotionally and physically and helps you get through this troubled time. I just wish you well in your pursuit of your of a most wonderful profession which can be sometimes very overwhelming but don't let it get you down to the point of of taking your life.
0: And if there is anyone listening to this podcast who is in a vulnerable state I reiterate Dr. Orr's plea. Please reach out for support. If you prefer to talk anonymously the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available for you. Their number is 1-800-273-8255 That's 1-800-273-8255. Dr. Orr, you've expressed some really important points today. So if you don't mind, could you please summarize these ideas again for us?
1: Find your support systems, your church, your classmates, your family, and rely on them to help you. In medicine, when you have difficult problems, find a mentor. We have wonderful mentors. We have alumni that would love to get a call from, if you're in ENT, I know of ENTs, so, oh, I'd love to mentor a young, young person. And so find a mentor, and then if you find yourself in, uh, even in your practice, where you feel that it's not solvable, get out, take a break, reassess everything, but don't take your life Find somebody that can understand you and support you and get you through this most difficult time. And stay, find a group that has the same passion and support and uh, qualities that you do. And you can enjoy your medicine. Enjoy what you do and find a support system that will get you through the most difficult times.
0: That concludes today's episode. Dr. Orr, thank you again for spending time here with us today. Ask Alumni is produced by the Alumni Association School of Medicine of Loma Linda University. Our sound editors and engineers are Jonathan Huang and Jonathan Davidson. Special thanks to our guest alumna, Dr. Barbara Hall. If you have any questions you would like to ask our alumni, contact us at lousmaa at lou.edu. That's lousmaa at lou.edu. And make sure to title your subject Ask Alumni. I'm Calvin Tron. Thanks for listening.